Welcome to the Low-Key High Vibe Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Kylie. We're integrative nutrition health coaches who believe in the power of subtle mindset work to help you live your best and happiest life. On this podcast, we'll discuss different ways to make your mindset work for you. We'll talk realistic approaches to incorporate the mindset work into your life and how these small changes can make a big difference. We'll also share some of our favorite mindset practices and probably a few bad jokes. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Low-Key High Vibe podcast. Today we are talking about getting some shut-eye and why it's so important. And I'm laughing because I just told Allie that once we're done with this, I'm going to go to bed because I'm so tired. Um, But Allie and I are are both big fans of sleep. We're big both fans of sleep. You get it. You know, we used to take what we called apartment naps on our futon in college with our cats beside us. And nowadays we have upgraded to actually prioritizing sleeping enough at night. So in addition to why sleep is important, we're going to talk about how to get good quality sleep because we want to share the sleep love here. So, but before, Allie, what time is it? It's gratitude time. Yeah, it is. Allie, tell us what you're grateful for. Okay, that was a good one. (laughs) So first thing, very relevant to this episode, I actually slept well last night. I haven't been sleeping well the past few days, so just getting a great night's sleep, I'm like, oof, feel good today. Um, Also grateful for my walks. I haven't really been doing my walks the past few days, but I did one today. And it kind of just reminded me how much I like them and how much I benefit mentally and physically from them. And I'm also grateful for this local ice cream place near me called Honeycomb Creamery. Mm. Um, I got some honey lavender ice cream with chocolate sorbet, and it was the best thing in the whole entire world. So if you are in... Cambridge, Somerville, Boston area, check out Honeycomb Creamery. And if you're not, let's road trip there because that sounds delicious. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. That's, oh, now I want ice cream. <laughs> Kylie, what are you grateful for other than ice cream? Oh, yes. So grateful always. Um, I'm grateful for Thrive Market because it sounds like it's about to be an ad. It's definitely not. I've just, I've ordered a bunch of stuff from Thrive Market today. So that's on my mind. Um, But I just love that it's like healthy, convenient stuff right to my door. Um, I am grateful for our videographers who sent us a new bonus wedding video and they're doing it for like advertising to kind of show off what they did, but they pulled clips from um, our wedding that we hadn't seen before and they sent it to us and they're like, just FYI, we made this and I loved it. And if you are in, actually not even if you're in the New Jersey area, if you're in the New Jersey area or not, uh, Young Plant Weddings, they do the best like wedding videography. I am definitely biased here, but like go check them out on YouTube and you can see like the quality of stuff they do. And again, this is not an ad. I feel like everything I'm saying sounds like it's an ad. It's not. I'm just obsessed with their work. They do such good videos. And if you're in need of a videographer, go check out Young Plant Weddings. Um, And then finally, I am grateful for board games during this quarantine. Uh, My husband and I have been playing a lot of board games. Um, So right before this, we were actually in a pretty like riveting game of Monopoly. 
Bob's Burgers Monopoly specifically. And I was winning. He might tell you otherwise, but I was definitely winning. I believe you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. I'm right. So there's so many reasons why getting a good night's sleep is important. And we're going to go through all of them. Well, there's probably some that we missed because all the reasons are so important. But we're going to talk about a lot of the reasons. Ones that are like mostly like related to our experience with it. So Mm -hmm. when we say all, that's because it's all of our experience. All of ours, yeah. But there's, yeah, just get your sleep, guys. Yeah. If you get one thing out of this episode, get your sleep. And play board games. But anyway. And get ice cream. And get ice cream. Eat ice cream while playing board games. While sleeping? Oh, maybe then fall asleep after when you've yeah. won the game yeah. and you have a full belly of ice cream. But put the ice cream away so it doesn't melt. That's true. Protect the ice cream. At all costs. Okay. <laughs> this is not an ice cream episode. <laughs> Next week on Loki have <laughs> Oh, we could be <laughs> a whole other podcast on ice cream. One day, guys. Yeah. Okay. So the ideal range of nightly sleep is seven to nine hours, but some people need more and some people need less. If you were here last week for our episode, you know that that's called bioindividuality. <laughs> and if you weren't here for last week's episode, go check that out. Come on. <laughs> After this episode. But you can't see that. Oh, yeah. I saw it. Thank you. Okay. So with these tips, take the ones that work for you and try new things. But if it doesn't work out, that's okay. Bio-individuality. And just a note, this episode is solely focused on learning how to prioritize sleep as an act act of self-care and what's worked for us in addition to what we've learned as health coaches. So that's kind of the angle that we're coming from. I think you said something really important there is like looking at getting a good night's sleep as a form of self-care because that's really what it is. Sleep does so much for you, but you know, at the end of the day, that's a great way, a very basic way too of taking care of your body. I know that like for the long, longest time, like definitely in college, definitely after I prioritized watching TV or doing work to over getting a good night's sleep and definitely paid for it the next day. And I mean, eventually I kind of, I learned that I needed to make sleep such a priority and it feels really good to wake up after a very good night of sleep. It really does. I used to have such a bad quality of sleep. I would have trouble falling asleep, wake up in the middle of the night a lot, have trouble getting back to sleep. And it wasn't that I wasn't prioritizing sleep. It was just that I wasn't getting the right quality that I needed. And I adapted a lot of these tips that we're going to talk about later for sleep quality. Um, And that's just helped miles and miles in sleep. What's uh, hours and hours of sleep? Anyway. It's helped my sleep quality so, so, so much. And I mean, you can see our different experiences with it. For me, it just wasn't a priority, but for Allie, she wasn't having good quality sleep. So again, what, you know, whatever your relationship with sleep is, figure out how these tips can apply to your life um, and, you know, take what works for you. Um, So, yeah. So 
Allie, do you want to tell us about what affects sleep and how it affects it? Sure. So the first thing that sleep is going to affect is your roommates. <laughs> Just kidding. Not really. So good, <laughs> but that's not what we're going to talk about. No. It's if I get up in the middle of the night, I'm always like I tiptoe around um, my dog Pepper's crate because I don't want to wake her up. So it could disrupt your roommates. It, when I get up and my cats are snuggling with me, they get so pissed. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to move. But then I come back and they're in my spot. So it's karma. Oh, rude. Um, so what else would affect <laughs> digestion? Your digestive system heals itself while you sleep. So if you don't sleep or if you're not getting the right quality of sleep, your digestion can be compromised, which definitely happened to me. Oh, yeah. I've been there. So if you have any, like, symptoms like that, take a look at, like, how much you're sleeping um, and the quality of it, too, because that's important. Then Ali pointed out the quality of sleep is just as key. And in addition to digestion, um, not getting enough sleep is going to affect your energy levels. And during high quality sleep, your body is restoring a lot of the functions that it uses during your daily life, like temperature regulation, a strong immune system, steady hormone levels, and a good appetite. And so without getting the proper sleep, your body is, is using up the energy running these systems. Mm -hmm. And it also really affects your mental health. Mm -hmm. um, stress and anxiety are heightened when the brain doesn't have adequate time to rest and recuperate. Um, and I know that we have both experienced <laughs> our mental health declining slightly when we don't get a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. I am very, like, I cry very easily when I'm sleep deprived, and I am more prone to, like, snapping or just being irritable in general. Like, I, I mentioned at the beginning, I definitely need to get to sleep early tonight, and, you know, probably could have used more sleep last night. <laughs> I was definitely a little snappy this morning to my husband, so I had to apologize. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just really irritable right now. It's not you. It's me. I feel that. Uh, yeah, when I'm tired, I'm usually just grumpy all day and I don't have patience for people. And all I want to do is get back to sleep. Um, sometimes if I don't sleep well on the weekends, I'll tell my husband, like, don't even try to talk to me until 10 a.m. because it's just not going to work out well for you. And that's like kind of if you're not that it's wrong to be this way. Like if that's your thing, then that's great. But consider if you've ever said something like, you know, don't talk to me until I've had my cup of coffee. Like if you're, if you have a hard time, like getting it together in the mornings, definitely take a look at your sleep and the quality of it and, um, the, um, the amount of it and see if maybe that's affecting you. I am not gonna lie, is the biggest caffeine drinker for the longest time. Like, four or five cups a day. And I am like, I've cut it out almost entirely. I don't think I'll ever get rid of it because I do love coffee, but I just, it wasn't serving my body well and it wasn't helping me get through the day. Um, so I'm down to like a great cup of matcha in the mornings. Um, mm -hmm. But that's, you know, something to consider as you go. Yeah. 
All right. And um, so another area that sleep or lack of sleep can affect is your appetite. So not getting enough sleep can really throw your hunger hormones out of whack and make you hungrier during the day. And then you're more likely to reach for snacks that give you that quick burst of energy that is definitely going to make you crash later on and feel worse. Like if you're tired and really snacky, it's the chances of you reaching for like carrots and hummus or an apple and peanut butter or something that would give you like the right energy is a lot less. You're definitely going to reach for that like quick fix thing. Um, so it just, I don't want to dive too much into the science. I'm not a scientist or was never really great in science class, but your hunger hormone is called ghrelin and it has a bunch of functions, but it stimulates the appetite and increases food intake and promotes fat storage. On the other hand, leptin is sometimes called the satiety hormone. It is produced by your fat cells and reduces appetite and makes you feel full. So while ghrelin stimulates the appetite, leptin decreases it. And when the body is sleep deprived, your ghrelin levels spike while your leptin levels fall, leading to that increase in hunger. So if you were wondering why (laughs) you get extra snacky if you don't have a good night's sleep, that is why. Mm -hmm. And it also leads to issues with productivity and focus. When you're tired, you're just not firing on all your cylinders, and it just makes it hard to stay focused at the task at hand or cross things off your to-do list or drive safely. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, or even make a to-do list. I know Mm -hmm. when I'm tired, I don't want to do anything that requires thinking. And I know when I'm tired, I'm just not working at my best capacity. So sometimes it's just better to usually not take the day off my paying job, but (laughs) like my health coaching work, if I need to take a night off, then I'll take a night off. I'm really tired and didn't sleep well. Absolutely. I know when I'm tired, I have a really hard time focusing on creating content and getting stuff done. And that's like in both my day job and as a health coach, like these are two things I have to do. And like you said, we can't take the day off of our paying jobs because we, you know, didn't get a good night's sleep. Um, So I find that like doing tasks take me a little bit longer than they would have if I was firing on all cylinders and like well rested. So that's another reason I try to prioritize sleep too is because it just helps me get through the day. Mm -hmm. And Kylie, why don't you tell us how can we get better sleep? Oh, Allie, let me tell you, there are so many ways to do that. And to be honest, it might not be easy to just kind of make the switch. Nothing is like, we don't want anything that we talk about to feel like you have to completely like overhaul your life. We're definitely, you can go to that small steps episode way back in number three, I think, to um, to learn about taking small steps for big progress. But um we it, it it's not going to be easy to kind of just like overhaul things. So take the time to kind of slowly incorporate these things and figure out what works into your life. So just wanted to heads up with that. Um, but so we talked about the ideal um, amount of sleep that you want to get is seven to nine hours, depending on you and what you need. So 
I mean, if you want to start with seven hours, that's great. If you've already getting seven hours and that's not enough for you and you want to move it up to eight or nine, try that. But what you can do is figure out what time you need to wake up the next day and then count seven to eight hours back and try to be in bed by then. And if you're somebody who has a hard time falling asleep, maybe getting in bed a half hour before that and reading or something like that can be helpful. And at least a few nights a week, try to get in the habit of doing this. You know, like, like I said, it's not just have to be a complete overhaul. But if, you know, one or two nights a week, you start with this, you see how you feel and go from there. Exactly. And if you're having trouble with that, try to think about what's keeping you up past your bedtime and how you can make the shift of your evening activities to help you get a good night's sleep. So if you don't have a bedtime routine, that's okay. Just think about, are you working out late at night? And maybe that's keeping you kind of awake and jazzed up. Do you need maybe to work out earlier? Um, are you drinking water at night and then getting up to go to the bathroom? Um, are you watching a scary TV show that's keeping you up <laughs> or <laughs> reading a mystery book that you got to find out who the killer is <laughs> always um that's yeah, an, think about that <laughs> it's an interesting point that you made about um nighttime routines i know we don't have that in our notes but it um got me thinking like i always felt like oh, i don't have like a good nighttime routine but there are things that i do every night before i go to bed which is wash my face put moisturizer on and brush my teeth. And I, I think that's a more an evening routine. So if there are things like that, that you have to do before you go to bed, you know, doing those things when it's time, when you want to get in bed early enough, I think could help signify to your body and mind that it is time to, to sleep. So definitely. If you, yeah. If you make it into the routine, those cues will help your brain realize like, Oh, I'm going to sleep now. And it's very simple too. It's not like it's like a, a whole elaborate like bubble bath and journal and do almost a luxurious stuff. Very <laughs> simple. <laughs> um, another um, thing that you can do is have a technology bedtime. And this one is really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. So I plug my phone in in the dining room and that also helps me get out of bed in the morning because I have to physically get out of bed to shut off my alarm. But the putting the technology away at least a half hour or maybe an hour before bed means that you aren't tempted to stay up scrolling through it. This also applies to the TV. I am guilty of this sometimes too. Falling into the sleep with the TV doesn't lead to the best sleep because I know I'll like toss and turn for a little bit hearing it until I finally shut it off. And then sometimes I'm like, well, it's easier for me to fall asleep with the TV on. But I, I think that's just a story that I'm telling. So That's fair. I, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. One thing that I've learned is if you're a light sleeper like I am, try wearing earplugs um, or an eye mask. Um, my, my James um, James likes to fall asleep listening to a TV show and I don't like that. <laughs> um, so we've kind of compromised on nighttime meditation, which is my next point, which actually really helps me a lot. 
listening to like a 20 minute to 40 minute um, sleep meditations or even classical music. And there's a lot of sleep meditations on YouTube or an app. Um, my favorite app is Insight Timer. You can do a paid subscription. I do it for free and I really enjoy it. It really helps calm my mind. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Calm my mind, which is really my biggest problem when I have trouble falling asleep is just shutting my mind off and leaving my thoughts for tomorrow. And that's a good point too. If you do have trouble falling asleep, can, like Allie, you you know that it's you have trouble shutting your thoughts off, right? Um, and you know, could it be that you had caffeine too late in the afternoon um, or too much caffeine frequently. I, like I said, I switch to matcha and sometimes decaf coffee. Um, but take a moment to kind of consider why you may have you having trouble falling asleep and then determine what types of self-care can you use to combat that. Because I think, and self-care leads to self-care because getting enough sleep is also self-care. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then, oh, you brought this up before, but not drinking liquids, um, Mm -hmm. before bed. So I don't normally have that problem, but for some reason, like this week, I've just been drinking so much like tea and water that like the past couple nights I've been getting up like three times to go. And I'm like thinking about you telling me that you stopped drinking like a lot of liquids, um, before bed. And I was like, I might need to give that a try as I sip my tea. That's also been a game changer. Uh, the first few times I like slept through the night a few nights in a row, I was just like, what is this? Like game changer, not having to like get up and go to the bathroom, especially because I'm like a zombie in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So when James was a bartender, I used to wake up sometimes when he got home at like anywhere from like midnight to two in the morning. And then I would get up, go to the bathroom, go back to sleep. And sometimes we would have conversations that I would just not remember the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Or he would just be like, hey, what's up? And I would just be like, and he would be like, go to sleep. So he has a lot of nice stories. Have you ever had those moments when you're like kind of falling asleep and you're like your mind is sort of in dreamland and somebody asks you a question and like you say something that's like completely related to your dream and not real life at all? Yes. <laughs> James does that a lot. Like, or I'll just be like, hey, good morning, like wake up. And he'll just be like, second table on the left. I'm like, what? that's too funny i remember this one time it happened to tom and i was like trying to talk to him and he's like the pirates or something like that <laughs> and then sometimes you recognize it because i know i've done it too and then you're like wait a minute that's not real i'm going to sleep so. yeah <laughs> i love it so yeah those are the the tips that we have anything else to add ellie um Play around with the room temperature. Um, People tend to sleep better if it's a little bit cooler. Um, So around 67 degrees, I'd say like 65 to 68, depending. Um, James likes it really cold when we sleep. I like it not that cold. So we usually compromise around 66, 67. 
That's nice that you have compromise. I hope my husband's listening to this. He doesn't. <laughs> it's like, but the heating bill or the air bill. So we keep it around 70 something in here. And then he also likes this like like soft blanket that like we got, have on top of the bed too. So it gets like extra warm. And he's like, just oh. turn the fan on. I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. So summers are fun around here, but I love him. So he lets me turn on the heat in winter. So I'll let him have this in summer. <laughs> Good. There we go. Compromise. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I sneak it a little lower. That so does James. It's whatever. <laughs> are you like Tom or you just like watch it like a hawk and be like, oh no, it's 74 right now and it should be 76. Well, I'm just more like, oh, you turned it down to 64. I'm so mad, but I'm not getting up. So <laughs> I'm buying a sweater. <laughs> exactly. I'll just put on another layer. <laughs> Um, all right. So, yeah. so get better sleep is very important. Um, it affects a lot of aspects of your life, including your mental health, which is a big one. Um, we've run through some tips to get better sleep and we would love to hear, um, what you listeners are doing to get better sleep. If you do something that we haven't mentioned, let us know. Or if you have any questions that, you know, we talked about something and we didn't dive deeper into it, deeper enough into it, you want to know more, let us know. Mm-hmm. You know where to find us, I hope. Otherwise, we'll link it in the show notes. Low key underscore high five. Yeah. Um, and Kylie, what are we talking about next week? Well, next week, we're going to share our friendship story. woo Allie and I go back to 2012, so this is going to be eight years <laughs> of, of friendship that we have, so. Long story. How it's we maintain, long story, <laughs> and how we maintain this friendship living in two different states. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And this is a nice lead into my bedtime, which I'm so ready for. <laughs> I'm going to use some of these tips. I'm going to plug my phone in in the other room. I'm going to wash my face and brush my teeth and maybe sneak the heat down or the air down a little bit so that uh, I can, it's cooler in here. Do it up. Yeah. If it just magically happens and, you know. Yeah. Good. Sometimes he doesn't even notice. Just distract him with the office on TV. Look, Michael Scott's doing something funny. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. We're so grateful that you listened to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to rate and review. Make sure you're subscribed so you know when a new episode is released. Don't forget to follow us on social for more positive inspiration. You can find me, Allie, at playing underscore with underscore potential on Instagram and at playwithpotential.com. You can find me, Kylie, at Kylie.Somalia. That's K-Y-L-I-E period C-I-M-A-G-L-I-A and at KylieSomalia.com. You can also get more tips on how to live a low-key high-vibe life on Instagram at low-key underscore high-vibe. Talk to you soon.